What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and we're back with another episode of Blank Canvas. So this week, I want to start off by talking about appreciating the small things in life. Now, this week, I've been extra intentional on trying to pay attention to the simple beauties of nature and just the very little things that I take for granted on a daily and just trying to really be present in the moment and say thank you god thank you god for this thank you god for that stuff like just enjoying the blessings of a hot shower maybe having some food to eat whether it's the money to go buy the food or literally cook it a roof over my head the moon oh my gosh your girl loves the moon you know everybody they have their own preferences. Some people like the sun, some people like the stars, but I am a moon girl. God just did something so magical when he made the moon. And I know, I know the moon can be simple if you look at it, but you're just not appreciating the beauty of the simple thing that the moon is and the way that it glows. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Definitely a moon girl, but the stars, flowers blooming, the change in weather. Okay, ever since I was little, the wind wasn't really scary to me. Maybe it was also growing up in the South. Like we get a tornado warning and people run to their porch to record, not really run and hide for safety, depending on how bad it is. Like we like to, we like to see stuff like that. So when I'm in the wind, I was never afraid. I liked it. I thought it was like a cool feeling, like kind of in the same sense where people roll down their windows or something, have the top down, have the sunroof open because you like the way the wind feels. So when the storm got ready to come, the wind did not scare me. The wind did not scare me. I guess I was like um, Peter on the boat, huh? The wind didn't scare me because I knew God could calm it at any moment, any moment, but I like the wind. It feels good. Just the simple things in nature. I was trying to be really intentional and take in because life is, um, it can have its really heavy moments or we're all so busy and moving and moving. And it's like a constant, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a constant, just a lot of movement static and sometimes I just need the slowness to come into my life and just go with the flow the pace of grace you know and so I wanted to make sure that I was intentional about slowing down and being present being present in moments with myself being present in moments with others like we get so used to routine that we're like going on routine going on routine and it's like we can miss so many things because it's our daily routine. And am I going to have moments again where, of course, I'm back in the rush, 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 do this or do this activity kind of mindless like I'm here, but I'm also thinking about 50 other million things, of course. But that's the reason I wanted to take time this week to be intentional about it because when you sit down, slow down a little bit, wow, you really realize the things that you kind of take for granted, you know, things we don't think about until we lose them or just until somebody else loses them. And you're like, whoa, let me, let me, let me appreciate that I have this or that or this person or something in my life. Because when you see somebody else lose it or you have a moment of losing it, that's when we 
you know, stop. And I like to give people their flowers while they're still alive and here. And I want to appreciate the small things while I still can. Even things just like cooking. Cooking makes me happy. I've been finding some new recipes and I'm excited. I just like to like eat And then it's something about seeing other people eat and happy and people gathering around a meal that just makes me really, really happy. Or even having a car just to go to the store. I can remember in college, I used to, oh my God, I, in college, I, my love for cooking started to grow a lot more. I've always loved to eat. I've never had a problem with eating, guys. (laughs) I've been a foodie at heart for a while, but in college, I would love to want to cook and I have my first kitchen on my own and I would be ready to try all these recipes and stuff and don't you know it wouldn't have a car to go to the store when I wanted to now there were people thank you for being kind enough to take me but sometimes you just want to be able to hop in the car and go and I'm at a point in my life where if I need to go to the store I can hop in a car and go and not just any car my car like I am grateful. There were moments in life when I couldn't even do the simple things of like going to the store and I remember it weighed heavy on me. And now I'm at a point in my life where I, that is a prayer that God answered. And I'm so grateful. And I wanted to, which I take appreciation of having a car, you know, and on other days too, but it was just something about really being extra intentional and remembering that moment this week. And it's like, wow, there are so many things that we pray for and we God answers them. And it's like, we forget that at one point we were praying for that thing, whether even if it's a simple thing, we forget how much we may have desired a thing or desire for something to be peaceful or desire for healing or desired to just have a specific thing. And then we get it. And it's not that we're not appreciative of the thing we are, but it's like sometimes we're moving so fast that we can't even fully grasp in the feeling of being fully appreciative of God answering a prayer, a prayer of God answering uh, something that we asked of him or just of appreciating a moment that God blessed us with without us even having to ask. And he met a need where we may not have even known or asked for that need to be met. And, but he still did it anyways. Sometimes we miss appreciating those moments. So I, I saw all that by slowing down this week and really trying to take in the little things. I also was trying to be really intentional about reading my Bible and making sure I got my sermons in, which I try to do that anyways. I, I, I get my sermons in and everybody around me knows when I'm watching my YouTube sermons, leave her be, she's going to be taking notes or she's going to be into it. You know, I, I do. I do because church is not a building. The people are the church and God is always with us. So he's always here. And I just really wanted to take time to be in his presence. I wanted to be moving slow enough in life to be able to be in God's presence and hear his word. Like, how am I supposed to hear him if I'm constantly moving? I'm constantly thinking about 50 million things. I could probably hear him, but not be moving or be still enough in some moments any part of the day like it doesn't have to be um the whole entire day but let's well for me I slowed down for a little bit and I wanted to be able to hear him I wanted to be able to feel him because how about what if he gave instructions but I'm moving so much that I couldn't hear or I'm thinking about so many things that yeah I heard it but I didn't even have time to process what he actually meant by what he said because 
I only gave so much energy to think about it because I'm splitting my energy between his time and still trying to think of 50 million thoughts because I got to get this done during the day or do that or this is coming up. I am a very future forward thinker. So I'm a, that helps with me being a planner. Like I can plan things ahead. I'm kind of thinking of the future. I have moments that I'm looking forward to, but it takes me out of the present moments when I'm so future forward thinking. So that's another thing that I have to work on, which is another reason why I wanted to try to be really intentional about being present and really appreciating every single moment that life has to offer. I mean, because the pandemic is still happening. Now life is kind of, and I have air quotes up, going back to normal. They're trying their best to get everybody back into work, children in school. And the whole remote thing, remote work thing, let me tell you, it's crazy. If the job can be done at home, let it be done at home. Everybody in life especially over here in America, we're trying to find a balance. We're trying to be able to be there for our families, for our friends, for ourselves, and still show up and help your company grow and get the job done and get a paycheck just to be able to live and to survive. Okay, so if the job can be done at home, let these people do their jobs at home. They want to be able to be at their school, their children's um, school for their programs and different things. Or what about when they have random weather days where they be like, please come get your child two to three hours before school closed. Okay, cool. But everybody doesn't have the ability to just clock out and leave and go get their kid. So if there are some jobs that can help make work-life balance easier, why would we force them to be come back into the office just to be in a building because you pay for it, tear the building down and put something up that's more useful or just find ways to supplement it. But if it's not a necessity, let's not try to make that a requirement. But back to the whole point of the pandemic is not over or anything and people are still dying left and right. And really, whether we had a pandemic or not, you never know the day or the hour that one, God is coming back. And number two, when he's going to call you home. So I just want to be very intentional about trying to take it in and trying to, especially when the moments are good, because life can feel so heavy sometimes, so, so heavy. I want to take in the good moments and appreciate them for all that they are. And I also, I just want to have enough balance in my life. Like, I don't want to feel so overwhelmed with the heavy negative stuff. I don't want to feel so overwhelmed with working. God made me unique and different. He made all of us unique and different. And we cannot, we shouldn't, and we can't be limited, any of us, into one box. He gave us many gifts, and he gave us many things to connect with people and bless each other and learn and grow and I am not one thing. I always joke and say, I am a Renaissance woman. I do not want to be put in one box. And I don't think any of us should be limited to being put in one box either. God did not make us stale and the same. He made us all unique and different. And I want to be just that, you know, and I want to have balance. I don't want to be so overworked that I don't want to have a social life and I don't want to be only focused on a social life and not have a steady income, you know, like I want to follow God's path for my life. I want to fulfill my purpose and I want to be able to serve others with a heart like his and I'm not going to be perfect and I'm not going to get it right 
And on the first try, maybe the second or the third, but as long as I keep trying, that's all that matters. Like when I get married, I want to be a mom that is able to go to work, fulfill my God-given purpose, and still have time for my husband, still have time for my kids, still have time for friends. Like I want that balance. And in order to have that balance, I can't have the society mindset of hustle, 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 because where I'm spending 100% of my time hustling, there are other areas in my life that will lack. That's just a fact. That's like with anything in life. You dedicate 100% to it. There are some areas that are lacking. Now, whether you want to sacrifice all that for that, that's a personal decision. But for me, I want that balance. I want that balance. I want to be well-rounded and I want to appreciate everything that life honestly has to offer. And in order to do that, I have to slow down. I have to be in the pace of grace and I want to be able to understand and execute the steps that he already has ordered for me. I just got to be able to be still enough to hear them, to process them, and then be bold enough in my faith to act on them. All right, guys, now let's get into debating this Russell Wilson versus future thing. Is Russell Wilson corny? Oh my God, I'm so tired of seeing this debate. I thought this debate was over so long ago, like they're married and happy, but of course, leave it to human beings to either bring something up from your past or not let you live something down. <laughs> so, or never letting something go, because I feel like this will be a debate until the end of time for them. So here's my opinion on it. Is Russell Wilson corny? Absolutely not. Like, what's corny about him? He loves his wife out loud. He lets her fully be herself. He lets her be um, bold and proud of how sexy she is. And he doesn't try to limit her in any way. This is a man who loves his life, his wife out loud. He wants to build a life with her, a family with her, business, financially, spiritually, like all the way around, just grow as individuals and grow together. And I just think for me, that is the goal. Like when I get married, I want to, I don't want to lose myself. I am still a person. I am my own individual person first. Before I became a wife, before I became a mother, God made me me first. So I think you can grow as individuals and you can grow together in the way that God sees fit. And I think they are doing that. Like they haven't lost themselves, but yet they are still powerful and wonderful together. And I think that's the way it should be. Now, if it's not for you, that's okay. But if you want it, like, there's nothing to hate on. And for the most part, it's men that's hating on it. And the men that hate on it, I just think they either haven't seen or they don't know at the moment how to possess those qualities that he has. And the qualities that Russell Wilson has is really just treating his wife like a decent human being first and literally loving her out loud. Like, he's just he's loving her in a healthy way, in a positive way. I'm sure he prays to God about how to love something that God created. And I'm, I'm pretty positive that has a massive impact on their relationship. You know, like it helps to include God in it because he is the, he can show us how to do it. He can show us how to love each other. Um, properly in a healthy way and you know it's not to say that those men there are there is no hope that they can't become a guy like Russell Wilson but 
you don't have to hate on it just because you can't do it now or just because some men may desire to not do it. And that's cool. But for the women that want it, we deserve to have the romantic love, the, um, this is going to sound so bad to say, it's going to sound kind of unrealistic, but why? Like fairy tale love, like it's not going to be like absolutely fairy tale, but I've heard love stories where you almost think it's a fairy tale. And why can't love be that way? Like, why do women, especially black women, like, why do we have to settle for struggle love? I don't want to settle for struggle love. Mm -mm. Not at all. No struggle love over here. If it's not the love that is like the one that God describes in the Bible, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that future is a really bad guy because I mean, He's not in futures himself. Does he do some shit? Does he do some shitty things? Of course, but doesn't that make him human? Because if any of us can raise our hand and say, I've never done a shitty thing in my life, that would be a lie. Right? So I mean, future can do him, but he is not better or less corny. It's not why is it why is it cool to hurt a girl? Why is it cool to have 50 million girls? Now, if that's your thing, okay. I respect it. Right? Okay, but having 50 million girls in your arm and having multiple kids and different homes and stuff is cool to you. Why can't it be cool for Russell Wilson to have his one wife and have the kids all under one roof? You know what I mean? Like, they want the family unit. You don't. So whichever side any of us want, pick it, get on it, and let everybody live their best life. And like I have to say, black girls, we want romantic love. We do not want the struggle love, okay? All right? And a lot of that hyper-independence that people always complain about, from women in general, but especially black women, is like, y'all are too strong, y'all are too independent. Um, Y'all think we want to be? <laughs> Everybody wants to be loved properly, but... A lot of times we don't want to be hyper-independent all the time. We were forced to be hyper-independent. Y'all want to see our sensuality and our femininity flourish? Make us feel safe. Make us feel secure. And I promise you, we'll let you lead. A lot of men, they'd be like, oh my God, I have to lead. The women these days don't know how to be submissive. First of all, let's make sure you want your woman to be submissive in the right way. Not in an abusive, in a controlling way. Let's make sure it's the correct way. But a woman, she'll be submissive. Even the most strongest independent woman, she'll be submissive to the right person. A lot of times when these men be like, oh my gosh, women these days don't know how to be submissive. Do you know how to be a man that's worth being submitted to? Do you make her feel safe? Do you make her feel secure? Do you love her properly? Have you shown her examples of leading are you led by the flesh? Are you led by culture? Are you led by the Holy Spirit? What are you led by? What is she submitting to? What kind of person are you requiring her to become in order to submit to you? You know what I mean? Like any woman, I feel I could be wrong. I mean, because everybody has a choice to do the opposite and there are always somebody in the bunch who's going to go the other way and that's cool. But I feel like every woman has the person to be submissive. And in being a true leader, do you know how to step back and let her lead when it 
in situations where she needs to leave and still not be insecure or let it affect your manhood, you know, be empowered that both of us are strong and we can lead and we can do like this dance, this dance of God leading us. But you lead, babe, when I need you to lead, I need when it's my time to lead. And all in all, I still trust you to be submissive too, even in the moments where I'm leading. Do you? Do you guys? For the guys that have a problem with it, like there are so many layers and um, different facets to it. But I don't think Russell Wilson is corny at all. I mean, women were not begging Sierra for her prayer for nothing. When she was with Future, nobody asked her at all. How did you get future? Yeah, nobody asked. But when she got Russell, dear, what was your prayer? And there is a Red Table Talk episode where she talks about it. Basically, she, you know, she got herself together. She asked God what he wanted. And my goodness, when God aligns things in life, in any area, finances, uh, business, uh, relationships, love, just any opportunity you can tell when his hand is on it because it flows differently it's aligned it's like a connecting of the soul the spirit the mind and the heart like yes this is this is right this is peaceful this is um it's like an unexplained it's really an unexplainable feeling like but you know that it's god when everything is aligning and she has a love like that right now and hopefully she can keep it until the end of time. But no, guys, Russell Wilson is not corny. Okay. Future can do him. Future's pretty funny. I mean, he gotta be, he gotta have something about his personality that keeps attracting all these women, right? Like it can't be just that quality and it can't be just the money. So he could have a he could be really a decent person, you know? Pretty cool, right? I, that doesn't mean that as cool as he is, that people want that lifestyle forever. And for the girls that do, he finds them. And for the ones that don't want to stay there, they leave. (laughs) What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Blink Canvas. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember, when life feels heavy or have you down, Find something that makes you laugh and brings you that kid-like joy. We all need that feeling. Laughter is good and healing for the soul. Also, remember, we all deserve to be loved the way it's described in the Bible. If it ain't the way it is in the Bible, I don't want it. We all deserve a raw, deep, and pure kind of love. And love is so powerful and so beautiful. Love is so many things and conform into whatever we needed to be in the time and the season that we needed to be it. So as always, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Blank Campus. And thank you for sharing and commenting and everything that you guys do. And for all the new people who are here in the BK family, welcome, 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 welcome. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye.